Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 8 a.m. Eastern Book Club call. We do this call every Saturday morning, and we've been doing it for years and years and years and more years, and we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> and on this particular call, we talk about the book of the moment, not the book of the month, because a lot of times we go over a month, we go two months, maybe three months on the same book. But... um for the last couple of months, we've been reading, you know, some good storytelling, mindset, leadership-type books, and they're lightweight, a little lightweight. So we've been going like the book of the month for the last two months, and probably we'll do that in December. Uh, but the book that we're reading now currently is the, as as the kids say, O.G. Mandino. O.G. Mandino. But now it's Og Mandino. The greatest mystery in the world, greatest mystery in the world. I'm telling you, look, for some of y'all who say you hate to read or don't like to read, or don't, this, this is simple reading, but it's good stuff. This guy is a, a excellent writer. Well, I say he was an excellent writer because he's no longer with us, but he wrote about 11 or 12 different books uh, that I know of um, and literally changed his life and changed others' lives. You know, he was going down a path, if you didn't know about Augmentino's story, where he wanted to end it all. He wanted to end his life. And um, ran across a book and read it, and then he started reading books. And before you know it, I mean, reading different books, he started writing. And, man, thank God that he didn't end his life because we would have never known the skills that he had to write and to uh, tell us stories that are that are profound and uh, that has leadership and mindset within it. Uh, so simple, easy read, but powerful read. So these are some of the books that for some of y'all who, you know, who say you can, <laughs> I hate when folks say that. I don't like reading. Okay. Man, do you know, do you know, do you know, that, it, you know, years ago, not too long ago, 70 years, maybe 80 or something like that, if you got caught reading, man, they didn't want that. You couldn't get caught reading. Matter of fact, the person who got caught teaching you how to read, they would take, they would punish them too, seriously punishment. So even the, the white guys who was trying to teach uh, African Americans how to read, both were, um, I'm not going to, what, what word can I use? Let's stick with punished. But it was a lot of other things that were done to them. And now we have the ability to read, and we won't read. But for those who are reading, <laughs> we're going to talk about that today. We also take this book club and we load this on a podcast platform. No, on 16 different podcast platforms. So if you hear me now and you stumble across us on the podcast platforms, man, listen, keep listening. I know we sound like a conference call because we are a conference call. <laughs> You're like, this ain't no podcast. Yeah, I know. We're a conference call loaded on the podcast platforms. So, but we got some good information here today, folks. I promise you we got some good information every time we turn this call on is some good information that can help you not only in life but in business and you know also in your job you know relationships all those things because we talk about the paradigm which is our thoughts 
um, we're changing those. We're having a shift in our paradigm. So we also have a replay number. That replay number is 712-432-1085, 712-432-1085, same pin code. So that means this replay will be up today after the call all night and then all night Sunday. And then on Monday we will hit you with the with the uh, mental toughness call so the replay comes down. But then it goes to the podcast platforms. We got over – 350 now that's on there from the mindset to the book club. Man, you could start from, you know, you could literally change your life starting from scratch and just go from zero to 300, well, from one to 300 listening to them. See, that's the kind of person I would do, I would be, if I joined a club like this and, and I said, man, y'all got 300 more that was, that, that I did oh, See, I would be, every day I would be clicking on one of them. Every day I'd be clicking. <laughs> I know y'all saying, well, there's something wrong with you, man. I, I ain't doing all that. I know. I know. And I promise you, if you see successful leaders or, let's say, wealthy people that are, are billionaires and whatever, millionaires, multimillionaires, I can promise you they did stuff that you would never do. Maybe I wouldn't do they went way, they went They went the extra 100 miles, not the extra mile. They went the extra 100 miles. You just didn't see them because it's behind the scene. And some things that, you know, they took all their money and laid it out there. They just, <laughs> You know, you push all the chips in at the poker table. They pushed all of it in. So we're going to win or we're going to die right here. And some of them died right there. And they had to regroup, come back, and some of them never did. But I can promise you this, in order to win, those chips got to be out there. I'm not telling you to take all your money and put it out. I'm not saying. I'm saying you got to take risk. You're going to have to do – you don't get anything when you don't put anything in. You know what I'm saying? You don't get anything when you don't put anything in. You must have skin in the game. If you're trying to keep your skin intact, you're trying to keep – Everything intact. Well, you don't. You not. You don't. You're not gonna. You know. I'm gonna sneak in and get this. Hang on. I'm a tiptoe through the tulips. I'm a, I'm a tiptoe to my death. No, you're not gonna have anything because that's just that's a unwritten law. No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, no pain, no gain. Yeah, I used to sing that little song too. When, when that one of them. Uh, Back alley, soulful, you know, uh, blues chick, chick singing some song like that. No pain, no gain. Uh, <laughs> was that, was it, when, who was that? <laughs> Barbara Wright or somebody, somebody. No pain, no gain. Now I know what she was talking about. <laughs> Y'all just singing right along with it too. No pain. Oh, oh it is. It is that season, so. All right, let me move on. Y'all ready? Uh, I digress. <laughs> Give me a minute and 15 seconds. All right. Warren Buffett once said, Seriously, the more you learn, the more you earn. Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest humans on the planet, is famous for reading more than five hours every day. Bill Gates reads one book per week. Mark Cuban, three hours a day. Oprah, well, she's just obsessed with books. 
Notice the common theme here? Successful people never stop learning. You're trying to get your freedom. You're trying to learn how to read. You're trying to escape. Uh-uh. It's Saturday and it's 8 a.m., folks. It's that time. Time for the 8 a.m. Blog Talk Book Club. Let's go, folks. It's time to stimulate the mind. Time to hear thought-provoking words. When we read, your imagination improves. You become smarter. It reduces the stress. Yes, that's right. It reduces the stress. Let's go, folks. Pushing to the front. 
that was written in 1883. Wow. And it remained a bestseller for more than a decade, both in this country and abroad. And I bet you if you find that book and we find that book, a lot of other books, you'll hear, you'll hear stuff in there that came from that book because that's what we do. We copy. People say, I come up with all this stuff. No, you don't. You hear it somewhere. You see it somewhere. Now, you might have forgot that you heard it or saw it, but it came from somewhere. Not just poof out of your mind like that most of the time. So, how fortunate we are that this wise man of yesterday can still communicate with us. That is fortunate because this was put in books and he's long gone. He's long gone. Just like these audios here that we're talking, these things are going to be around for years and years and more years after we all gone. Somebody's going to stumble across this on the wild, wild west of the Internet. I don't know. Somebody's going to stumble across it and they're going to say, Man, these guys had what they called the book club, you know. Uh, they had actually paper books they were reading from. And they were talking about the books, and they're going to tell their little friends. And and people are going to stumble across this and hear it. So when you're listening to this in 2075, folks, whoever's listening to it now, this is, we're in the year 2021. This is 2021, folks. So it's 20, I know it's 2075 where you are, but guess what? I promise you the principles we are talking about now are the same for 2075, just like they were the same for 1883, just like Proverbs in the Bible would always be the same forever because it's mindset, it's um, a combination of everything, leadership of how you should operate. And those things never change about being relentless about being tough about seed time and harvest time not seed harvest time but seed time where you plant the seed harvest time where you get those those are separate times that will always be there when it comes to business and life and things of that sort in 2075 so if you listen to 2075 you're probably saying man that is true I know things are probably moving faster there. You know, I'm sure you're moving faster right now. You might be in your aircraft shooting through the air somewhere, and you got it playing, you know, jetting around, you know, in the city somewhere. <laughs> but you, you're pulling this up, all right? So how fortunate we are that this wise man yesterday can still communicate with us. As you read his words, you will hopefully learn two very important principles that are vital in your quest for a brighter future. The first is that the opportunity for a better life is available right where you are. Right where you are right now, the opportunity for a better life is available. You don't have to say, well, I got to do this, I got to go there, I got to do No, it's right now is, is, is available. And more available than it was in 1883. Success and the good life are not far off. At the end of some rainbow, they are much closer to you, right in your own neighborhood. Now think about when he, when this was written in 1883. Think about pretty much who he was writing it to because uh, we were in some form still in slavery. I know you could say, well, slavery was supposed to be over at that time, but we were still, I don't know, when was, when was, when was, when did Abe Lincoln say, because even after he said that, 
we still were enslaved. We still were in a lot of parts of the country still were enslaved. And then even once we were released, they would grab us for some kind of crime that they said we committed, take us to court, and they would say we did it, whether we did or not, and then lock us up in jail, and we still were slaves because we worked in jail for free. You see what I'm saying? So it was all, it still was that for a long time. So imagine where we are now, what we can do now, compared to what our grandmothers or great-grandmothers or great-grandfathers could do. Success can happen now, right where you are. Success in a good life are not far off. It's not at some end of the rainbow. Much closer to you right now in your neighborhood. When you arrive on that second rung of life's ladder, you would also be reminded by the same author that many of us most successful individuals in the world were not above the average in ability, but were only ordinary people who refused to live a life of failure. For your own good, please heed his words. Brooding over the past or idly dreaming about tomorrow are both futile pursuits. In order to advance upward on this special ladder, now, within your reach, you must seize the present moment, no matter what your age may be. You must seize the present moment right now, no matter if you're 50 or 60 or 70 or whatever. You must seize the present moment right now. You must seize it right now. Don't say, well, you know, I ain't got but a few more years. I remember my mom, my mom been saying that. I don't know how she's still around because she's been speaking that, that death into existence since she was 60. <laughs> well, your mama, you know, your mama might not be around a little bit. Mama, you 86 now, and you still saying that. You were saying it at 60. <laughs> Me and my sister used to laugh like, uh-uh. Because, see, I knew her... Um, you know, her, her, her heritage or her family chain. You know, her mother, which is my grandmother, lived to be, you know, what, 89 or something, 90 or something like that. My grandfather, which is her dad, used lived to be almost that too. And he drank himself, you know, to oblivion all the time. My granddad was always drinking. He used to sit out on the porch, you know, screened in porch at night pitch black out there, have his little radio with a cigar and a bottle, whatever he was drinking, and listening to the Braves. He would listen to the Braves on the radio every night. I'd come over there and just sit out there with him. Hey, Granddad, what you doing? And i sit out on the little porch there with him. I think I'm in the third or fourth, fifth grade. He's smoking that cigar, and he turning up a bottle or whatever, he, and listening to the Atlanta Braves and cussing them out on the radio because <laughs> Braves wouldn't win nothing. But he lived in 90. I mean, he was a guy that the doctors told him and my family that if he stopped drinking, he was going to die. That his body was so used to the alcohol that he couldn't pull away from it. That he had to just keep drinking. <laughs> so we used to say to my mother, you know you're going to be around. You know, you, know your, you, know, you know your heritage. You know you ain't going nowhere. But she would say it all the time. Yeah, this might be the last few days for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it might be. It might be over with in a minute. Okay. So when you arrive on the second rung of life's ladder, you will be reminded by the same author that many of the most successful individuals in the world were not above the average ability, 
but were only ordinary people who refused to live a life of failure. For your own good, please heed his words. Brooding over the past, idly dreaming about tomorrow are both futile pursuits. In order to advance upward on this special ladder now within your reach, you must seize the present moment, no matter what your age may be. Well, I'm 70, and, you know, I got to take five years, I'll be 75. Okay, if you don't seize this moment and don't do the things we suggest and go do in five years, how old are you going to be? You're still going to be 75, right? If you are deficient in education, if you are lacking any early advantages, if you have a low supply of nerve, low supply of grit, low supply of courage, if you are timid, sensitive, or lack initiative, boy, that's a lot. That's a, that's a low self-esteem right there. The words that follow will help you to overcome these defects. If you are, lack of nerves, lack of grit, lack of grind, lack of courage, if you are timid, sensitive, or lack initiative, these words that follow will help you overcome these defects. If you feel that your life has been a failure, that you have never found your place, hey, I've been looking for my, I never just, you know, my, I can't find without my, my calling. These words, these words, why am I thinking about Snoop Dogg? <laughs> Only a few of y'all got that. These words, <laughs> that you never found your place, that there is success for others but not for you. If you feel that way, if you had lost your grip on life, your confidence in yourself, or in your fellow man, pay special attention to Mr. Martin's declaration and let them lead you up the ladder of life. Take heart. Soon you will be on your way. With the torch that will kindle the smoking flax of ambition into a living flame that will cast a halo around the rest of your days. Good chances for your young no longer exist as for- formula. I mean, good chances for the young no longer exist as formerly. Complained as a youthful law student to Daniel Webster. You are mistaken, replied the great statesman and jurist. There is always room at the top. No chance, question mark. No opportunities, question mark. In a land where thousands of children eventually become very rich, where newsboys go to Congress and where those born in the lowest stations attain the highest positions. The world is all gates, all opportunities to those who use them. But like Bunyan's pilgrim in the dungeon of Giant Despair Castle, who had the key of deliverance all the time with him but had forgotten it, we fail to rally wholly upon our ability to achieve all that is good for us, which has been given to the weakest as well as the strongest. Everything that's good for us has been given to the weakest as well as the strongest. We depend too much on outside assistance, our upline, our company, our this and that. Now, that book didn't say that. Cause that's <laughs> I said it. We look too high for things that's close by. A Baltimore lady lost a valuable diamond bracelet at a ball and supposed that it was stolen and you know, figured it was stolen from the pocket out of her cloak. 
Years afterwards, she watched the steps of the Peabody Institute, pondering how to get money to buy food. She was struggling. She was out there trying to get money to buy food. She cut up the old, worn-out, ragged cloth to make a hood. When low in the lining of the cloak, she discovered the diamond bracelet. During all her poverty, she was worth, at that time, 3500 but didn't know. Now, 3500 at that time in, in the 1980s is probably <laughs> 350000 now, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Many, who, who, many of us who think we are poor are actually rich in opportunities. See, that word opportunities scare people. That word opportunities is, is like that means work. That word, that's why I try to stay away from it because most people get scared when I, man, this, we got an opportunity for you. And it is an opportunity. It really is. But that word opportunity, boy, that thing, shoot, I got to do some work. They might, they might even reject me. I gotta, that thing, boy, <laughs> we got some opportunities for you. What that means to them is no salary. <laughs> you mean I don't get paid weekly? How much y'all pay an hour? See, we say opportunities. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> how much I how much I make? You can make as much as you want, or as little as you want. No, that's one of the opportunities. If we can only see them in possibilities all about us, in faculties worth more than diamonds. In our large eastern cities, it has been learned that at least 94 out of every 100 found their fortune, their first fortune, at home or near at hand in the meeting common everyday wants. It's a sorry day for those who cannot see any opportunities where they are but think they can do better somewhere else. Note, I have underlined the previous sentence because of its importance. I shall use that method whenever I believe is necessary to reinforce the author's statement. And that is, that statement is, it's a sorry day for those who can't see not, cannot see opportunities where they are, but think they can do better somewhere else. You know, we always say, everywhere you go, there you are. See, I believe I coined that phrase. I don't care what anybody says. I started saying that in 1999, and I hadn't heard anybody before that. <laughs> now, I hadn't read all the books, and I don't know if it was in there, and I don't know if I really heard that from somebody, but I don't think I did. You know, we always say you hear something from somebody else or read something. I believe I was thinking one day, because I know I was talking to somebody who, you know, who refused to read, who refused to changed their thought process, and they were talking about something, and I remember saying to them clearly, I remember I was standing under this apple tree. <laughs> That's what people say, all that kind of stuff. I said, man, everywhere you go, there you are. I said, the problem is, and this was 21 years ago, the problem is it ain't the information because you got that. The problem is you won't do what's supposed to be done. So what I'm saying then, I'm saying now. It ain't information. Most folks have that. 
You just don't do it. I was listening to somebody's Zoom the other day, and they were saying that on there. I'm trying to think who it was. They were saying, we give you all the things. We give you the scripts. We give you to this. We give you to that. We give you everything. And, and then you still won't do it. We give you all the trainings. See, that's that, that's that inner person. That's that inner person that, that he says here that, um, where is it? Just read it, too. Um, oh, that's the inner person that says if you feel that life has been a failure, that you have never found your place, that there is success for others but not for you, if you have lost your grip on life, your confidence in yourself, or in fellow man, See, that's where a lot of people are, and they, they, you know. So instead of admitting that part and getting mentally tough and getting that back, it's easy to say, well, uh, I don't know. Uh, that baseball training, I forgot. What do you do from second base to third base? What do you do from from home plate to or, – or that script you gave me? I don't I – don't, see, my people don't use those exact words. I need to do one for my people because my people are different, so let me rewrite that script. You know that, that comp plan you trained me on? You know that comp plan? I'm still trying to understand when I get three people or do I get two people or which one is it that I – so then once I understand that, then I'm going to go do it. Lies, all lies. You know, here goes another one. Well, you know, as soon as Frank get off the late shift – because, see, Frank has to be at home, and then I can come out and do the business. I can do some work because, you know, he, that late shift is killing Frank, and it messes me up. So as soon as Frank gets off the late shift, I'm going to be ready to go do something. Uh, uh, no, soon as Chili to practice. See, you understand. You don't have no daughter, and you don't, you don't have to take them to Chili to practice every day. See, you take them to Chili to practice every day. By the time you get home, I don't really have time to do nothing. I'm right there. So as so soon as Chili to practice over, I'm going to be ready to go. You know, so, so, no, 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 no. See, it's cold now. It's cold outside. You know people don't want to do no business right now. You know people, you know it's cold. It's cold, I'm telling you. Soon as the cold go away, soon as winter's over and we coming into spring and summer, I'm going to be ready to do my business then. I promise I'm going to be ready to do my business. Spring and summer come. And, well, you know, Harry wants to go on a, Two-week vacation because, you know, you always said that a man needs to take a break. Man needs to. So soon as we go on these vacations and, you know, and we come back, be ready to go, man. Soon as. Soon as we get back. Get back, call him up. You ain't ready. Yeah, yeah, but, man, it's hot outside. Man, so it's hot. People don't want to come outside and even do business. They don't even want to. People, they don't want to. No, they just want to go to the beach and hang out and. And they just want to, you know, stay in the air-conditioned unit, and they don't want to do nothing right now, you know. And, I, you know, I'm ready, but, you know, soon as summer over with, soon as that heat go away, then I'm going to, you know. <laughs> the soon-ass syndrome. Soon-ass, soon-ass, soon-ass. That's some issues inside of us, folks. That's our thought process, folks. That's how we feel. See, in a person who doesn't, 
have that. Well, most people have it, but a person who works around that a lot of times, who just go and go and go and do it, they don't understand other people. That's why they don't teach. They don't talk about it. They be wondering, you know, why you ain't. They, that's why I said up there on the post, you can have some of the greatest business successful people in the world, but they don't teach it because they don't know how. It's just a, it's like Michael Jordan can't coach. You you see that? You see, look at it. Magic Johnson tried to coach. Magic can't coach. And he was the best in the game. He was the best in the game. Michael Jordan, no, Michael Jordan was the best in the game. Then I put Magic right there. I really like Magic better, but but we got to give Jordan his due. You know, I <laughs> at the time, I wasn't a Jordan fan. Just like at the time, I'm not a LeBron fan. <laughs> but as years go along, you have to give them credit for what they did. Now, I was a Magic fan the whole time. But do y'all remember when Magic tried to coach? You remember when Magic tried to teach his players what to do? <laughs> all day Magic had was them nice-looking suits. That's all he could do because he was pissed off on that sideline. He could not get them players to do because he had a skill. He had some stuff that he was that God-given that he just went out there and did it. Now, he worked. He practiced. He did all that. But he also had a skill. And so what made it easy for him to do he couldn't teach that. And so a lot of y'all out here listening to some of these folks <laughs> who made all this money, and they don't know what the hell they talk about. But y'all, yeah, you be running behind them, listening, taking notes. <laughs> they have a gift. Natural skills that come with them. See, I, I ain't have that. I had a gift of I was aggressive, you know, so I would go search. I mean, but, you know, everything else came from me with these doggone books. With the, everything that I did, how I, I outworked folks late at night, and how I did, you know, it's some stuff I can tell you about, man. I'm going to put it in a book, though, that helped me, you know, kill Good Time and Tony. It wasn't just like I decided to kill Good Time and Tony and I killed him. No, 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 no. No, it was two years of stuff that I did three, four, five times a day that killed Good Time and Tony. And that was consistent to where, you know, other people didn't do that kind of stuff. But, see, I'm saying, I always, you know, all right, I'm going to stop there. Let me see, hold on, see, should I read something else? Because I'm way, yeah, I'm going to stop there. Y'all got, you know, start charging for this stuff. See, that's what I need to do. Because it's so free that you kind of, I had that Tony. I'm going to start charging for this stuff. And then I don't care if it's just maybe five people that pay. And it's going to be us. It's going to be our five. They all paying the other folks. <laughs> Y'all like paying the other folks a lot of stuff. I'm going to start charging and tell you it's all in your head, all in your heart. See, once you get mentally tough and you get to a point where you don't give a about what nobody says, then you can go and win. But that part we don't work on. We think is knowledge because that's how we grew up in the system. You get more knowledge, you get this. Yeah, we think is that's what it is. That's what's taught to us. But those people who own those companies you work for, those people that they don't have any knowledge, they got you. The CEO in the in the organization in the in the big large company owners they can't do none of the stuff that you could do. 
Like like for Henry Ford said when they asked him in court, they said, "Man, you just stupid as I don't know what you 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 just stupid." He said, "No, I ain't stupid. I can hit a button, and there's ten people around me that that can do what I need to get done. I don't need to know that." He said, "I got Google all around me with ten people. I can just hit a button and ask them." See, but what he had was initiative. He had heart. He had mental toughness that he just went out there and set up and started doing the car. When they told him that, you know, nobody gonna be riding no car, man. We got horse and buggy out here, and he didn't he didn't let that bother him. He didn't let even though he didn't know any knowledge, even though he didn't have any skills. What he had was guts. He had a big sack. He had, you know, the mental toughness to go in charge and do whatever he needs to do. And that's what I'm trying to tell y'all. It ain't more knowledge. Let me put it this way. And, I'm, you know, Lord, forgive me and forgive me for saying it's more balls. Grow some. And then you can go out here and talk to people. Grow some. Then you ain't got to worry about what they think about you. You don't have to go back and get more knowledge. Grow some. And then you go out here and do it. Grow some, folks. Grow some. We get tired of this from grow some for everybody. <laughs> when we put it on the on the podcast platform, look for grow some. <laughs> grow some. <laughs> Not grow some. Grow some. G-R-O-W-S-O-M. That's all Henry Ford had. He had a big sack. And he did what most folks with knowledge wouldn't do, and then he just hired those ones with knowledge around him, and he hit the button. Hey, I need to know this. Okay, come into my office. He hit another button. I need to know this. Okay, come into my office. See, those ones who came into the office, they had little sacks. Little sacks. You know what I'm saying? But they had knowledge. (laughs) The big sack man was behind the desk who ain't no jack. But he went out there and didn't care. You know, the big sack man was Disney, who everybody laughed at him, that he went out there and told him, say, look, I got this I got this project. Tell me what you think about it. Oh, that ain't going to work. He told another person, oh, that ain't going to work. He told another person, oh, that ain't going to work. He had to go find 10, I think. It was 10 or 12. He said, if I got 12 people that all said it ain't going to work, now I'm going to go do it. He said, if any out of that 12, if any out of that 12 said, that, I think that'll work. Let's go for it. He would scratch the project. Start over. He said, I, I, want, I want everybody to say it ain't going to work. Because we know if you follow the masses, or as as preacher man said, take the M off, you're gonna be that's what you're gonna be. <laughs> that's what you're gonna be. So Grow Some, that's the title of this one. Grow some. <laughs> Alright, also let me say this before we wrap up. Remember I said Monday we're gonna do the got three people that was gonna, you know, do my intro. We're gonna move that to Wednesday because I gotta give y'all time to get it together. Cause I don't need nobody coming on there on Monday sounding like you just reading some off a sheet of paper. 
Because if you start sounding that way, I might scratch you right then. I'm just telling you right now, before the, even before people even vote on you. If you sound like you reading from a sheet of paper, I might hit the gong song and get you out of there right then. So you better sound like you know what I'm saying when I do the intro. Don't come on there reading. I'm telling you, I'm going to hit the gong on you. So you got the wizard to, to bring the funk. And I'm telling you, I wouldn't be trying to read something because it ain't going to come out right. It don't really matter because Patricia Pine called me afterwards and said, Preacher Man and Kimberly can, don't even have to say nothing because they can't win. He said, She said, I'm going to win. She called and told me that. I said, You don't mind me telling that? She said, No, you can tell them. She said, There's a waste for y'all to even come on. So she said, I'm going to get that 100. You can go and send that to me now. I'm just telling you what she said. Because <laughs> I said, Are you sure? She said, Yeah, I know I'm going to win that. Mr. Fleming, come on. Preacher man and Kimberly, she said, no, 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 no. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, preacher man getting out of it now. He said he's going to be in Talam on Wednesday. Stop it, man. <laughs> they got, they got, they got, they got a phone over there, man. You got, you can use your phone. Over. You know you international. You're going to be in the middle of a, 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 a a prayer session. You're going to be in the middle. <laughs> so if preacher man ain't on, it's going to be, <laughs> Patricia just said, that's right, he's scared. He's scared. <laughs> I'm going to be in too long. <laughs> we got a backup then if you ain't on. We got, who's, who's that with the backup? Was it Harriet? Somebody said, I don't know who it was. Somebody said they, they're a backup just in case. Somebody chicken out. I don't know who gonna <laughs> look like somebody just chicken out just then. <laughs> 